Here we go. Roll for ignition. In this episode, we begin by talking about some of our interests, some of which include Dune, drawing, and that goes on for about 30 minutes, after which we jump into a Q&A section. All right, guys, welcome back to Starlight, our uh, first backstage Q&A session between the cast and crew, um, myself, Isaac, and... I'm Courtney. I'm playing Nathan. Or I'm Nathan. I play Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got that. You're living in in the fantasy world. You, you don't even know which one's real anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're just completely plugged in. Yes, yeah, it seems like. Which that reminds me. Um, there's going to be a new Matrix. Speaking of being plugged in, they're going to oh. try and reboot the franchise. Aren't they doing the old actors too, or no? I think I think some of the old actors are in there, but like as like old people. Oh, just like guest, kind of like <laughs> yeah, like having like Stan Lee come in multiple times, which everyone loved, and um, <laughs> well, he's not around anymore, so he's not going to be guesting in unless they do some crazy CGI thing, like they did with for Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. I feel like it's a fitting movie to do crazy CGI stuff in. It is. Yeah. Um, so they could. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's that's we'll we'll see. It's it's hard to capture the brilliance that was the original Matrix, and so we'll see if it if it's a money grab or if it's going to be something that really adds something. Um, but before we jump too far into the weeds, I want to say um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining in, um, and for those of you that are new to these Q and A's, um, it's just kind of a time that we uh, shoot the shit, so to speak. Um, we kind of like talk about our own theories about the game or we get into a little bit of uh, character motivation or have like a little bit of like Q&A back and forth um, with the episodes that have been released. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you find that interesting. This comes out every fourth Tuesday, um, which happens to be today. And yeah, so um, another thing is a big thanks to our show sponsors. First, the Heroes Journal for hooking us up with their beautiful handcrafted journals um, that are both are many things. They're planner. They are a goal setting piece. They are a cool way to organize your life into an epic adventure. And as of right now, they have your token-esque um, adventure with full-on pictures and storyboards as you set your goals and raise your productivity but they also have the Astoria uh, School of Astoria which is a Hogwarts like um, setting uh, and, and they just had their con which we had the the privilege and and we were so honored to get to perform um, at their con and that was used to announce that they are working on a space opera themed journal um, so you can check them out at theheroesjournal.co no, not the heroesjournal.com. That's herojournal.co. 
um, because they're the bomb. CO or KO? Oh, if they were cool, it would be KO. But it's uh, they're 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 awesome. So it's CO. Uh, so Heroes Journal dot co CO. Um, and then to our other sponsor who has um, hooked us up with beautiful battle mats. That is the UK based company Loki Battle Mats. Um, they have everything to fit your needs for your games, whether that's fantasy tavern maps or wilderness fantasy maps, cyberpunk, um, space space opera. You 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 can name it. Um, they even have like spell effects with the measured out area effect to fit onto their maps. And as of right now, they are in the middle of a new Kickstarter for a ton. Like I think it was like a thousand plus um, assets for online games because um, some people uh, with COVID are still playing games online, and some people have learned that they they love to run games online. So um, the links for that Kickstarter and for uh, the companies will be in the doobly doo below. So um, that's I, my announcements for now. Can I just say that <laughs> most people when they're like sharing about sponsors or something this one they're reading off of and they're like reading the notes or the storyboard or the screen in front of them isaac literally just did that all off memory and was not reading anything and so i think that just goes to show like the true excitement we have behind these sponsors um and that the enthusiasm that we put into developing those relationships so Shout out to Isaac for truly being pumped. Um, and then thanks to our sponsors for making this happen. I mean, I feel like you just gave me like a participation award by saying for being pumped. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. You, a, you deserve a cookie. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. It's only if it's chocolate chip because I don't do that oatmeal bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry to all the oatmeal lovers out there. But. He's getting real aggressive here. That's how we're taking this um but yeah anyone else have any anything okay so this weekend i think you've announced to the world that i'm pregnant which has been exciting yeah and this weekend we're doing the cheesy <laughs> gender reveal thing which will be fun but with that it's funny to think about like what could my mother be planning in that because she is quite the planner and likes all the big events and so i've been watching all these videos and there's truly some where you see like they could really burn down the forest, like they jokingly say, because I've heard a lot of people tell me, like, Courtney, at your gender reveal, don't burn down any forests. Do you know where that's from? Like, well, people are really burning down forests, like firework well, stuff. I mean, I don't think people are, like, walking around with, like, their gender reveal t-shirts and then, like, actively burning down no, forests no, no, on purpose. No, it's accidental. But, like, it's accidental. I know yeah, what it is, yeah. but it's still, like, it's really exciting. We'll, we'll have a fun announcement. Um... What's Next exciting? Time. The gender reveal or the burning down forest? Well, I mean, it <laughs> depends on the circumstance. Oh, no. no. I, if you're That's Ray, true. it's exciting to burn down forest. Uh, <laughs> Only if the forest is racist. Yes. And it belongs to our new tea shop. If you hear that in the background, our dog is um, digging at random stuff. So, yes. but, um, nice. but yeah, no, that is, that is really exciting. Um, Anything from the uh, from the guy playing Nathan? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, announcement wise, I don't really have too much. Just excited to get farther into the story with the campaign. 
uh, works going pretty well. Oh yeah, basically it. Heck yeah, I mean, there's like if there's like certain things that when they line up, you know, or like when work's going well, you feel like you're on top of the world. Or I kind of feel that way about a good haircut sometimes, or like you know what I mean. So that's awesome. Um, well, so we thought you know if for those of you who have been around and listened to season one or some of these before, you'll notice that we've gone straight into uh, Q and A and. Uh, one of the things that I've been brainstorming and kind of thinking about is uh, you guys get a pretty, um, the audience, get a pretty, like, filtered view of us as players and people um, because of the way we uh, edit and record the episodes, um, which I think is great that in the episodes you're just getting story, but you're not getting a little bit more of us. And so um, we thought we would try um, having a little bit of kind of, like, just talking about random things that interest us for a few minutes before we get into the Q&A and so if you don't like it email us let us know uh, but or just fast forward yeah or fast forward get to the Q&A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I think going forward we're going to kind of like just take some time to really kind of talk about some of our passions or things that we find of interest um, so just as a forewarning um, and with that I will jump off and say that I don't know if you guys know uh, Courtney knows because being married and all but um i love the book dune um it's one of the few books that i read every single year without fail um and so when i finally went and saw dune in the theaters and guys it was it was crazy good um it was uh <laughs> the dogs like <laughs> coughing in the background it, um it was like a near perfect adaptation of the book in many ways for me um okay what were your critiques though my critiques uh, there were a few there were a few um i so i guess i would say that i if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the movie and you're planning on it there's going to be a few spoilers here so you can fast forward but um i won't try to do too many so I'll start by saying that a the the movie was w- way better than what I thought it would be, um, and so I gave it a very high rating. And so the critiques I'm gonna say are not me saying the movie's bad. It's just like of all the good things, these are the things I point out as like I would I would change. Um, but so um, well, I guess before I get into the critiques, do you guys know the story of Dune at all? I mean, I saw the movie with you. Yeah, and I saw the movie. You did. That's too. basically it, though. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, there's so many things that are going on in the book that Frank Herbert wrote. It, it's truly a masterpiece um, of human psychology, ecology, and um, a, a look at politics intermingling with religion. Um, so one of the things that's really big in the book and is a huge driver for a lot of things is the uh, fear is the mind killer litany. Um, and a litany is essentially a like almost religious verse. Um, and so when Paul went to go and put his hand into the, the box to be tested um, in the book, he goes through the full litany himself um and they had they had his mother lady jessica do it outside the door um and 
that really got me because you saw Lady Jessica's composure break and Lady Jessica is a Bene Gesserit, which are like super trained witches in a way. Um, like they have like these crazy, this crazy ability to access their brain in a way that they've trained for centuries to get to do. Um, so they can like change like their reflexes and everything. And with that, they have like this kind of like militant kind of peace to them at all times where they can just control their emotions. And Lady Jessica does that in the book. Um, and the only time that you really, to me, that you see her break that early on is with um, Paul's father, Duke Leto. And so I, I think that that was, that was something that kind of bothered me because like um, she's an anomaly from the Bene Gesserit and that she didn't listen to them as she like uh, made her body choose to uh, have a boy instead of a girl. Um, but she's not so different. And like, I, you get a lot of like the culture of the Bene Gesserit through her. And so I felt like you missed a little bit there. And then I think my only other, my only two other big critiques were, um, this one was a big one for me, but it's a, the story is about Paul becoming, um, omniscient and, and all knowing of both past and future. And they and and it's it shows this journey and in the movie when they are sent out to arrakis the truth sayer who is also been a jesuit tells them that the sisterhood has paved the way the best they can for them to try and keep paul safe but in the book they didn't do that what happened in the book is centuries ago the the bene jesuit sent missionaries called the proctiva missionaries out to all of the planets that are like way in the in all of these like outer arms of the system and had them seed um prophecy stories the same prophecy story in each planet that way in case if any Bene Gesserit was stuck on a planet in need of help centuries later she could call on the these prophecies and all of these things that they were taught and the the native people would think that they were like gods um or like the prophets coming to be and so by saying by saying in the movie oh we've done these things for you it suddenly makes it seem like oh paul and his mother are actually just know what to do versus like having paul actually come into his omniscience um you, you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. a very small it's very subtle but like it takes a little bit away from that um yeah it just sounds like she, like she's built up differently in the book in a way that's maybe more powerful than what we see in the movie yeah but um uh that that is definitely true on on the lady jessica yeah but the with the um with the seeding of the prophecies that that is that is doesn't have anything to do with her but is more of like a something that takes away from paul's mm -hmm. character's development i think mm -hmm. um and then the last thing which is like yeah 50 50 but the vladimir harkonnen who's the bad guy mm -hmm. um he in the books he is both disgustingly overweight very dark and evil and they nailed that but he is also very perverted um mm -hmm. in that like he it is alluded to him almost like uh 
like his him kind of checking out his own nephew he'll often call his nephew a beautiful boy and like um so that like kind of like predatory behavior wasn't quite as there um on a sexual level with him so i hope that the in the next one they kind of bring that out to fulfill it but even if they didn't i'd be super happy with what they've done so so yeah all in all dune pretty good good yeah good you had quite the synopsis there of that oh you asked me what was (laughs) what i didn't like i mean yeah i loved it no it was awesome yeah i can tell you what i what i one thing i loved tell me do you guys remember in the scene when the Harkonnens raid the the Arrakis and they attack all of the Atreides like compound? Yes. Yeah. You, so the shields that are on like the person and on the ships, they're slow. They're they're shields that um, stop things from penetrating them at a high speed. Mm-hmm. So things in order for something to penetrate, it has to be at a low speed. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the coolest thing the way they had their drop bombs. Because the drop bombs came down and then they slowed down before hitting the ship so they could penetrate. And then you watched the bomb explode within the ship. And yeah. for a second, it was confined within the energy shield. Like this cool, like that was amazing. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. And it went, especially when to explain that. I imagine that fitting really well into our game, actually. Like that kind of power. I think. You I was going to bring up, actually, now that we're talking about that. I, did you get as like a player to the world builder or anything? Because obviously you said Dune's like a re- you love Dune. Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of like um, um, maybe motivation or, or inspiration? Um, inspiration. That's the word I was looking for. For a lot of like the different concepts. Because I like obviously I'm not trying to like say that you're not like super creative yourself. Because you are. You're honestly your world building and everything is fantastic. I just. There's a few things that I'm starting to <laughs> I like noticed about Dune that are very close or similar to um, some like or not, not exactly the same but similar to the same aspects of like um or like well Starlight. Mm-hmm. What uh the an- short answer is yes. There is some insp- there is some inspiration, mm-hmm. um but. Uh, I'm curious what what things, because there's what there's things? one okay. big thing that I was hoping you guys oh, would well, notice. Well, okay, one thing is the box when we join the uh, um, right? Come on, what what was the name of it? I have it in my notes. Pelagium. Been a while since I destroyed their whole ship. Pelagium. Pelagium Pacts. Pelagium Pacts. I had a Pact. voice whispering in my ear. Yeah, I was looking through my notes real quick, but obviously a mess um but when we joined the plagium pact yeah we uh stuck our hand in the box and it was kind of that similar thing it's like it was uh mostly just like a pain that mentally in a sense mm-hmm. um as far as i could tell from it also the other thing that because you just mentioned the shield thing and this is where i kind of was like wait a second was my weapon I love it when when, when you're thinking and you, we can see like the wheels well, turning. I'm gonna write something down real quick. <laughs> Do you think it's a very distinct thinking no. face? So no, actually, the reason I'm just gonna write down the times for this 1900 to 
whatever. Uh, this is for Isaac. Um, to clarify, the when I got my weapon though, was that after the Ratsis thing or before? That was the same episode. Episode. That was the same episode. Yeah. I thought so, but I was like, I knew it was towards the end, so I didn't know if it was for like around the same time. So I didn't want to bring it up if it was past it. Yeah. Okay. This whole questionnaire went in thirty-three. So basically, when I got my weapon, the G, it like basically was um, something I realized with the shields was that you had mentioned specifically it was a slow, like there's a, like a slow trait to it, mm -hmm. or it could penetrate shields. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, when you when we were talking about the missiles and everything, it kind of got me back to the um, fact that like, because it's an archaic weapon, it does, it probably... The shields, if I obviously use it correctly, do not consider it a high-speed weapon for, like, the vibrations or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if that was, like, a inspiration, like, the different types of shields or anything for, um, or, like... 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The box was, like, um, I'm so, I was really glad you guys noticed that. I would have been very disappointed if you didn't. Um, <laughs> I put it in simply because, um... I think, well, we've talked about this before, but I feel like people really love think like Easter eggs, one. Um, and so mm -hmm. that was a fun Easter egg. But then also, I, I think there's like a level of respect to like um, everything stands on the shoulders of the original giants that created it. So like mm. even just D&D, &D, right? Like D&D &D has like tree ants and stuff. Where, where's that from? obviously from um lord of the rings so that was definitely the box and then the shield is definitely influenced a lot by it but more on like a practical level of like how can i how can i explain and include regular D, &D weapons um yeah i think that's great the way you did it so so yeah but i feel like it adds flavor to it too because like tribes or peoples that use like archaic weapons it'd be kind of a bummer if like there's no archaic weapons left or anything because mm -hmm. then like the resources of metal and other stuff would kind of be just for building like homes or shops and stuff right yeah it would totally be different maybe more world it's like a sick weapon than i want to do yeah. so that is a sick weapon that is a sick weapon yeah so <laughs> anyways that's the coolest thing going on in my life was getting to see that so <laughs> i guess it's oh <laughs> no 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 what no you don't know i was gonna say if, if that's it why don't we we can jump in the q a yeah Let's say, oh for interest yeah. yeah i got i got something interesting i got going on oh kind of okay what is it bring it on um so everyone knows i've been kind of doing the drawing and uh well digital art um so i've been working on a lot of different techniques and a lot of different watching a lot of different um content creators and youtube videos um like lessons and stuff i've been watching um a lot of sam does art um mark brunette i'm uh, just trying to name some people off the top of my head that i've been watching closely is there a um, way um not, sorry to interrupt you is there a way after mm -hmm. you can send me the links to those, some of those so i can put them in the show notes for anyone who is aspiring drawer yeah cool yeah, I can uh, send you the links to their handles and stuff. They make a lot of cool videos or anything, a lot of tutorials. Right. Um, but yeah, so far, 
Uh, obviously, I wouldn't consider myself a artiste, but uh, I'm definitely working on a lot of things, and it's been um, pretty cool to kind of get into it. Because a lot of people, I feel like, probably a lot of people are just like me that um, try to draw as a younger um, kid, and then did very bad, or well, maybe not bad. Some people don't like that, but didn't do as well as they wanted. And then um, later on in life, kind of picked it back up. So mm. it's definitely been kind of a journey, an experience. It's been a lot of fun. I do recommend, it is kind of an investment though, money-wise. But, um, I mean, so is traditional art too. But digital art has been a lot easier for me, I think, to get into. Just because there's a lot of different tools. I don't have to buy all the different types of brushes and whatnot. So, um, yeah, digital art's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's basically... My big hobby recently uh that's awesome especially to see you picking it up when like like you said it wasn't something that you were um quite killing at an early age and oh yeah no i no <laughs> i don't even want to look back on some of this stuff but i kind of do like especially comparison <laughs> i think it would be awesome yeah. um yeah and then when you're good enough we need you to do some 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 scenes and character art but yeah, that's actually the big motivation of why I'm like still pushing it. Um, is for a little bit. Obviously, it takes a lot to uh, for a hobby that you don't get really a lot of. Like, I feel like with drawing, it's a, it's pretty difficult to get a lot of motivation or um, fulfillment out of it if you can't. I have a really hard time sometimes finishing a drawing. Like, I'll start it, I'll do the sketch, do some of the line art, attempt the coloring. Um, Coloring is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been watching a lot of videos on that. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's been a kind of motivation to get it done because now with the trying to get these, trying to maybe think of scenes or like all these awesome or um, events or things that happen in the story or Starlight recently, mm-hmm. and a big motivation too is I mean. I mean, if anyone's been around this long, they know about uh, Alice's Hercules moment in the first oh. handful of episodes. The subject <laughs> gotta of bring like that up again. six Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go but, uh, with that. I didn't know if you were going to talk about that. Oh, there's multiple. Or ones. if it was going to be about how well endowed he was. Oh. <laughs> oh, that too. That too. I could definitely make a nice steamy steamy scene with that uh, Some of the, like the the dust or smoke or oh other things boy. like kind of like flung by oh my gosh to, I'll, I'll make a patreon exclusive version <gasps> and then i'll make a just a public version i think that just know? fits on only fans man i think the an <laughs> atlas only fans <laughs> <laughs> i mean but uh yeah no i've been really excited because there's been so many different scenes in my head that i could picture that's what i wish i mean obviously a lot of artists how they make their living would hate this but like i wish there was something i could just like put on my head and just like snapshot like an image that i had made in my head just like on paper or like on my screen or something if it, elon musk gets his way that might not be too far off in the future like we might be old men but when you can do that yeah so that but i think cool. that'd be yeah there's so many scenes that i love that i want to like create or i like pictured in my head when i was happening so well i, I look forward to seeing yeah. it well um before we, I guess before we jump over to the Q and A, I do have one question on on the art. Uh, what, where in the process when you're working on stuff is it at the sketch, the line art, the coloring? What part of it is where you you find that you hit you, the biggest like 
the biggest holdup is for you that you're like, this is the part where it's hard for me to push past. Is it any one part in the process or is it just, does it change depending on what the picture is? Um, I think it's the rendering. So like all the coloring and shading and stuff. Um, that for some reason, I just, I just, I'll try some different techniques out and just doesn't work out or something. I'm starting to see some of the techniques that I can use um, that are pretty helpful. Also, I'd say a big one too is, I mean, for a lot of people probably, but is like the the face, mm-hmm. trying to make it look symmetrical and not really bad, like not really lopsided or one side a lot smaller than the other. So mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, for the line art and sketching, it's just the face, with like the eyes and mouth. Um, the body's not too difficult. Um, well, I say that, but I'm not obviously at like a level, a high level. I'm probably like a level two or three out of the spectrum but like um yeah the rendering is probably where i get held up the most like i just stare at my monitor <laughs> or like i keep like control zing a hundred times trying the same the same shading or the same like stroke or something i've seen your like blank out stare and so i'm just imagining oh, yeah. you just like Doom. and then 30 oh, yeah, minutes no, later lasts... coming to <laughs> yeah it's it lasts a while it lasts a while Oh uh, man. I'm excited to see when you get into like when you feel more confident in it. Um and are able to like actually draw those cool scenes. It'll be cool to see it come to life. Yeah, it will. It'll be yeah. off. It'll it'll be awesome. So Yeah. yeah I think I once I figure find my uh style, it'll be uh, a lot easier. Yeah. But obviously you gotta get the basics down first. Um your basics and like the structure and foundation and then yeah. after that once I figure out my style I feel like it'll be a lot my workflow will be a lot faster, but yeah it's interesting being with like doing this with you two because i feel like your minds live in the creative space a lot and i feel like i'm an example of someone who's like coming in from the outside um and like truly like i don't draw i don't read fantasy very often i don't play D outside of this campaign and another I'm not surrounded by super creative friends. I don't like do other storytelling things. And yet like I still come in and have a great time. And it's fun like hearing about these like Isaac's analysis on like Dune and your passion for art. And I'm over here thinking about parenting and how to how to model a nursery and what does it take to be a decent mom and um, and it's just funny, like the different things that you can bring into D and D. And it's funny because I feel like McKenna brought that. Like McKenna brought that, like <laughs> nurseries. No, that like motherly <laughs> like feel. And now I feel like Ray is challenging me to like live in this other world way more. Murder hobo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rebellious daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, it's fun being, like, kind of the outsider inside, insider, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah, well. So so if you want me to go into, like, a 10-minute conversation around nursery (laughs) modeling and what it takes to be a good mom and baby scheduling, I'm happy to dive into that. You got to bring an interesting fact. (laughs) We're going to go 10 minutes into that. I say we'll we'll let the audience decide. For so the next episode, if the audience wants it or our Patreons want it, let we'll us know. <laughs> but for this episode, well, you know what? We'll just vote on it. Actually, like 
it would be really fun if we could get Sam and me and Nathan and like Courtney asks us a question just to see how dumb we are on it. And <laughs> That'd be like, yeah. really fun. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. So, well, guys, without further ado, why don't we jump over for a little bit into some Q&A. So up to now, we have heard everything from the um, epilogue, prologue to season one into season two. And you guys have fallen from the helicopter after I evilly had the Hydra just attack it right in the beginning to um, walking around the market of Osmaria and just meeting Artixis. Pretty eventful start. Well, and the whole Ratsus scenario. Well, yeah. Well, where Ray almost killed a hobo for looking at her in the wrong way. Okay, so <laughs> then I, I think that's the, the place to start. What the hell is wrong with with Ray? Like, I mean, sorry for anybody who just likes to like kill or hurt people based on rat signs, <laughs> not being allowed in a restaurant, or like, I get, I get if you like, you know, told him off but you 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 went around for a sneak attack faint right. and a dagger to the neck yeah well <laughs> i would like to say i had some self-control and i didn't kill him when i could have mm -hmm. so props to me there mm -hmm. um the other thing and i've been i'm i've been getting to know ray a little bit as i'm playing her so it's been fun to to dive into that and i think ray or i know it's probably fairly obvious she has a very traumatic past and I think in that, her her rat was like her only friend who was like with her through this as much as a rat can be a friend. And so she has developed this like very, very unhealthily close relationship with a rat. Um, in almost like a, I would say like borderline insane kind of way um, that, that, that comes out in how she responds to no rats in the restaurant um and and i think that models how she how she walks through the world if you will um and i think I, that trauma is not something i'm ready to like dive into and what that was yet but i think um it's clear that something's not quite right in her head i'll say yeah <laughs> yeah well, what, okay, what about, so we learned in the first episode, like first full episode of season one that Atlas was put in charge of this group. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, Atlas to some degree has to be like looking at doing like almost psych evaluations on the, on the fly with her. <laughs> what, give us a little bit of insight on that with specifically to Ray. Uh I think so far, I mean, Atlas, Atlas is pretty used to working alone for the most part, so this is kind of new for him. Um, but his evaluation on Ray kind of comes back to kind of a loose cannon, so he's trying to figure out, I think during the time he's trying to figure out, okay, like, the, like risk versus the reward in a sense. Um, is it going to be worth it to have a loose cannon or not? Mm -hmm. uh, but so far she hasn't done anything. I mean, she's... I wouldn't say that's not extreme, but kind of, 
kind of like she mentioned, she did, at least, at the very least, she didn't kill the individual. Um, if that happened, then I don't know if Atlas would be, like, I don't know if he'd be able to, like, back her up, in a sense, with that sense, because it's just, it's a little too loose of a cannon, especially when it, the, that, like, he'd understand if it's, like, an organization that they're dealing with, mm -hmm. or that person's part of it, or whatnot, but this is, a, this is just a random bystander, right, that has nothing to do right. with, uh, he was not some and anyway. I will say <laughs> he didn't say she was innocent. The re the reaction that Ray mm -hmm. had was not proper. If I'm like looking as an outsider and in, inside of the story, but he was not like some innocent. Like there was something but a off knife. about him. <laughs> I said my reaction wasn't right. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was That's something what I'm saying. She didn't weird kill him, about so. him. Oh no, he was a creep. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, so in a way, like, it, is Atlas almost, like, looking at whether he can... She may be a loose cannon, but is it a... Like, is he, there a part of it where it's like, is this a loose cannon that I can point in the right direction? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like how he was used, in a sense. It's kind of like... you. Perfect example is, like, when people say that you learn uh, leadership skills or le learn things from your leaders, in a sense, mm -hmm. that it could be good or bad. Is that basically uh, just kind of like how... Pretty sure everyone in this story that's been paying attention knows his name, but um, kind of like how, oh yeah, yeah, uh, how Slauson, in a sense, um, basically gives out or uses or used um, Atlas in a sense of like just a weapon, point him in a certain direction and kind of use him. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but obviously you got to use your tools the correct way or use your tools how what they're used for. Mm -hmm. It is true, like separate from this game. I look up to my boss a ton, and I feel like I model what he does because I like that. And so it's it's interesting applying that to D and D. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. The, it, yeah, it is a very real, like realistic thing, and I think a lot of people would like connect with that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, you. So this is kind of brought in your leadership a little bit in this, but like. Last time we discussed, like, it seems like you're stepping into this leadership role, and now you've, like, fully stepped into it. Sugar like, daddy. Like, you are... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot. You really are. Like, you're <laughs> buying things for us. You're making sure we're staying alive. You're making sure we're not murdering random people. You're, like, you're, like, controlling the ship. You're doing most of the talking. Like, this is a huge shift for Atlas. How do you feel about that? And how does Atlas feel about it? I think myself as a player, um, I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, as everyone knows, probably just from the fact that like, I'm not the best uh, role player in a sense, is that uh, it's kind it's pretty hard, I'll admit, trying to like take over, try to like lead uh, conversation or whatnot. Uh, I'm not very good at that personally. Um, as Atlas, I think the reason that is because that his higher up basically gave him a mission where he's team leader or squad leader, basically overseeing kind of what the new recruits, um, can do. Also, he's obviously being evaluated, but, um, not that it's like a 
super apparent, but obviously you're, when you're on a mission, you put as a team leader, you're also going to be evaluated in that sense. Um, but yeah, as a player, it's, it's pretty tough. As Atlas, I think he's doing it for like the, <laughs> the sugar daddy thing. Uh, I think he's mostly doing it just because, uh, one, he obviously needs his squad to be equipped. Um, he does. He definitely, as a leader, believes that he doesn't believe in the whole like, oh, they just buy what they like. Obviously, he doesn't want to spoil them, like spoil his team. But at the same time, they he knows that they need equipment if they're if they're prepared and have the means to fulfill the mission. Then obviously, if they fail themselves, I mean that's that's on them. But as a leader, you can't like fail them and like not have them equipped. Don't give them the rights. Um, it's like giving them. It's like giving you basically a soldier a faulty equipment and stuff. Like if you don't give them the best that you can, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then you have no one to blame but yourself at that. Okay, point. this is going back to what you were initially like. I think you like stuttered over it a little bit, but I Probably. thought you were saying <laughs> um, you were doing it to be the sugar daddy. And I was like, oh, no, oh. no, 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 sorry. No, I said, uh, no, I was saying about the sugar daddy thing. It was more just, uh, <laughs> no, I said the reason or the comment for the sugar daddy thing. Yeah, it was more just he wants to make sure his team is fully equipped um, as much as he can um, so that in any given situation that they'll be prepared mm -hmm. rather than just holding on to his money. Yeah. And it going nowhere and his team not having the right equipment not having the right supplies or not having enough of the supplies and then either himself or the whole team dying because then at that point or just failing a simple mission or something just because they don't have the right equipment then it's just like that's on him as a leader that makes sense because the leader is the one that has to prepare and plan yeah for any kind of outcome so mm -hmm. yeah for um for you guys both i guess this is a question for both of you how how are you liking the start of this um, in terms of having a group cohesion right off the bat versus having to form it um, compared to the first arc of the game that we played? I feel like I like it a lot more um, in that we're like immediately tied and I think it helped that Clive and Atlas had this background dynamic that was really dynamic. Um, sorry, I used that word twice. Um, background dynamic that, that was, was really, really dynamic. The, the, <laughs> it fits. Um, but that, that, that really brought them together. And I think Ray was just this outsider who is kind of like forcing her way in without doing anything I would say like forceful to push her way in um if that makes sense and so i and i like that we have like a mission that we're going after i like that we spent time with the acers um before going there i think it all just added to the story a lot mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what did you think nathan um i definitely think it was a good thing that uh we started season two as more of uh more cohesive in a sense because yeah the time that everyone spent with the acers i think was good because obviously um if everyone and i hope they did but uh, if everyone watched the uh last couple episodes or the last episode of um the first season and then like the epilogue and whatnot they kind of know that like ray was definitely not a favorite of anybody in that moment like uh, like for clive and 
Alice because she wouldn't. She, no one knew her, like no one who knew who she was. She was pushy, even though they just dealt with world-ending type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, all in all, she was just really dislikable. Like, and then, yeah, but then, like, obviously, with the co- like, the it's nice with the knowing that they all spent time with the Acers and they've trained and um, had obviously, I'm assuming like. Um, co-op type of training and whatnot um or joint tra- joint training is that now obviously they can obviously i want to say they're the bestest of friends but um definitely a lot um they know what each other can do to a certain extent mm-hmm. um and they know kind of at least the like personality types and everything to a certain extent mm-hmm. they know they're kind of like okay this and this this and that um uh, and it, rather than trying to figure everything out slowly while also dealing with the Hydra problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's definitely nice to kind of like just jump into it and then have like the train rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was like um, it, it, it made it in a weird way. It, uh, it one of the like main quest lines for season one was actually building that group cohesion, like trying to accomplish that, which slowed down the greater story, but like had this like more like character level story in it um which i think has had like powerful ramifications and and would have been even more powerful if mckenna had survived obviously um (laughs) but like i mean yeah i guess this is a kind of a curious thing for me but like would you say that now in a way like um i know atlas is a little bit standoffish from like quote-unquote friends but uh outside of his engineer would is Clive like maybe would you say Clive is like the closest thing to a friend Atlas would have had having gone through everything or do you think that's still a ways off um he wants to say it well no I think the tough part with Clive though is that Clive is very closed off also but when you get too closed off people you know like they have like a silent agreement like been through a bunch I trust you to a certain extent um and like he'd have a beer with Clive, but like I don't know, Clive is so closed off and still knows hardly anything about him that I don't I don't know if Alice would like Alice would definitely have his back in a sense. Um they're definitely he's at a certain level of relation to where it's like he'd have a beer with them, uh be friendly and everything, but he wouldn't give him his darkest like secrets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But who would you give your darkest secrets to? Uh, the people that already know, like my engineer or like Slauson. Yeah. People. Gwenevieve. Would you... What if... Oh. You would have met Gwenevieve, but I don't think you would have like had, you know... What if... Yeah, she wouldn't just tell you. Yeah, okay. no, no way. So I know... <laughs> laws, guys. I know what Gwenevieve looks like. You do? Yeah, beautiful woman. What if Ray... Oh, this is so Ray. It's so dark. I put a disguise kit on of Guinevieve. I could Good luck. I could get all your secrets. No, you couldn't, because Alice already knows that Guinevieve knows, so why would she ask? Oh, there's ways. I guess but, but <laughs> okay. why would it so like oh. Also you have to know all of her tics and like her mannerisms, because yeah. if you don't know that, then you're still just well, you I, just look like her. How much time did I spend with her? 
Um, oh, we've gone over the amount of days. I think it was like some odd like 40 days. It, at the not with her I, though yeah not necessarily <laughs> probably not likely with her how many days did i spend with her i don't know you know is it but... enough to know how she sits and talks and eats and drinks probably <laughs> not we could do some roles for some things but i mean that begs the question which i think is i think it's a good thing we're bringing this up because it's probably this is good for anybody who plays D who's listening in but for mckenna the character motivation of doing a disguise thing and trying to find out Atlas secrets, it makes sense because she was always trying to, to befriend Atlas. Nowhere have you shown, has Ray shown that as an interest where like, so my question to you is like, outside of like a fun jest right now, where is this coming from? It's Courtney. Okay. <laughs> or it's Courtney. If, it, if it were Ray, if it were Ray, it would be like a manipulation tactic. Trying to find out blackmail for her. Atlas. Exactly. <laughs> like it would be like she would do this, you would say everything, she would leave, <laughs> and then she would come back saying, I know this and this and this and this and this and this is your darkest secret, and here's how I know. And well and again though, with the backstory that we've crafted for her, where does that where does that fit in? To, to want to blackmail him like what does that accomplish i don't know yet but i'll find a motivation i'm missing courtney hmm. i can find a motivation for any character to do anything it's kind of the fun of D. &D. yeah you can you can <laughs> but it d definitely does break the verisimilitude of the game when you start like kind of metagaming to get answers for anything versus doing what your character would do right because like in that way, like if anything ever happened that suddenly my even though my character would have no interest, but I had interest, well I'm at, like why don't I just completely change everything to try and to get that? You're ruining my fun. Alright, alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm trying okay. Yeah. I'm joking. I probably won't do that, Basically, but it's though, fun to imagine. It's all good. Even if she did, she wouldn't find anything. Because Alice knows Guinevieve pretty closely. So, okay, is this, is this a challenge? No, I'm just saying that <laughs> I, I think it would just I think it would be a waste of a disguise kit. In a sense. Okay, well, it doesn't help that you're much shorter than Guinevere as well. Yeah, like and the fact that you are. why would she? Yeah, I mean, obviously it work. It would the highest chance of it ever working would be if we're at the base because it, she like doesn't travel very often though. No. <laughs> the scary part though is like. If Ray is like tr working on you as an engineer, like <laughs> that would be scary. Oh, speaking of what Ray can do, back on topic, how impressed were you with the amount of damage that she was dealing? Pretty weak. She was doing more than you <laughs> on every attack. Oh, well, only on the assassinate. Yeah, well, she, that's all she was doing to attack. She only got much. well. No, she only got the sneak attack? she only got one assassinate. No, no, we were doing the Hydras. Yeah, you only got one. I think I got two. You're against, you're, uh, I, I don't know. Okay, well, maybe I got a bunch. one. You only, but then I got you're about, really high damage on the other one. So, so. Yeah, you're talking about sneak attack. Yeah, you've been getting that quite a bit because I remember you, like, hit. Yeah. Okay, got, so how impressed have you been? I mean, as what, Alice or player? Alice. Okay, Alice? Alice would say, uh, Pretty decent tool. Needs a little bit of uh, a little bit of ironing tool. out, but I don't like that. 
<laughs> well, no, at, no. Technically, though, at, for all seriousness, Alice, as Alice sees it, is definitely like a definitely an asset in a sense. Um, uh, definitely looking at this is like Alice looking. At this is like in a squad in a sense. Um, definitely knows her talents are more for single target. Um, this is not even as a player. Alice is seeing this as like a military standpoint. Yeah, good at like single target. Um, assassinations, covert operations, um, nothing up close or uh, nothing vanguard or infantry-wise. Well, I'm glad that you're seeing some value in her. She would never say it, but she sees value in you as well. Well, what specifically? Like, what, what's what's yeah. impressed what, Ray? What does she see as Alice? Well, the amount of things he can buy. <laughs> the money. Um, well, she's she's right in that like Ray probably might have never seen that much money legally. No, 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 never. And then she would also be super impressed by your raging abilities. Um, that she, I think she has seen twice now. Oh. Is there ever a situation where Ray takes after Atlas in in multi classes barbarian? No, no. <laughs> Well, actually, maybe that's not outside oh, of the realm of possibility. Oh man! Maybe she'll grow a that'd tail. Be kind of that's at the path of the yeah. path of the beast. Yeah, you get you have to just put three levels in, you'll be good to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> actually, actually, she can't. I don't think. What's Ray's strength? Oh, you're right, because there are there are often multiple prereqs. I don't know. Yeah, so you have to have a you have to have a strength of thirteen to multi-class in a barbarian. I think, I think Ray. I'm... I think Ray has average strength. Yeah. I think she's ten or eleven. Oh, but okay. really high dexterity. Yes. You yeah. gotta do some push ups. Yeah. If you wanna get into be a, if you want to multi class into a barbarian, you gotta do some pull ups and push ups. We <laughs> <laughs> just have a training montage. Um <laughs> little Ray turns into this like just yoked. Just this <laughs> like pit bull. Three and a half, four foot beefed up assassin. So uh <laughs> twelve inch neck just <laughs> Yeah, that's just like that's like one of those like uh, chihuahuas that's on roids. Okay, do you guys know the name Jocko Willicks? Have you seen the picture of him? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. that's what she would look like, like girl with version. like a wig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot. I'm not bashing Jocko Willicks. I have so much respect for him. So, but it would just be funny for her. Oh yeah, no, he's a, Oh yeah, definitely a thick dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jocko would laugh if he heard that. Yeah, <laughs> he would laugh. So, um, yeah, what uh. I know Courtney listens to a lot of the episodes, and I don't know. I don't know actually know how much you listen, um, but in the first one, you jokingly said that Atlas, when he was swimming and getting out of the water, <laughs> he did like this crocodile <laughs> thing, and then you were like the sun mm -hmm. glistening on the body. Oh did yeah, did you hear that? Oh yeah. And then there's like glistening in music, like like i did like a i did like a choir music in the background where and it and it literally sounds like a rainbow's forming behind you as you're jumping out of the water oh my it God. was awesome it was super awesome maybe we should find it and just send you a yeah, yeah no, i'll 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 just say i'll find i'll listen to it yeah i'll figure it out there's there's times where I, i'll like listen to him at work or whatnot when i'm in well not gonna i'm not gonna wrap myself out um but <laughs> i do listen to like uh podcasts or videos and stuff i listen to it i don't watch it um we don't and, have uh, videos i mean just <laughs> I, I just mean in general oh like in general 
I don't like watch videos or nothing. I just listen to them. But um, I'll definitely yeah. No, I'll, I'll listen through it to see. It's a, my moments of it's hilarious listening. It's very funny. <laughs> Them. Especially like you imagine it because at that point you have a sprained shoulder as well, right? Something like that, or a dislocated <laughs> yeah. shoulder. Yeah, yeah dislocated. Like, dislocated, yeah. and then you like jump out of the water like nothing's wrong. It's a powerful <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, I give that like shark slash crocodile feel to Atlas coming out of the water. Yeah, it. I love just the aesthetics of his tail and like, <laughs> just like the bestial stuff. Like it just adds so much to like things he can do i would love the like, aesthetics if visually. i could see it drawn oh yes yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder who we know who could draw it no i don't know anyone there's nobody no. who's gonna be good enough for that around that would be a pretty cool one though to Ever. like do like the do like the water like the waves and stuff and then just have like alice with his tail like just like kind of flying at the water with the sun and everything mm -hmm. do we know any artists who could do that nathan i mean I could just sketch it out, but it's gonna look like oh. <laughs> it's not gonna look. Oh, so you can do it! <laughs> Great! <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Uh, do you want to do that in I'm a week or from... so? Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. I'm gonna say I have a pretty busy week coming up. Well, actually, busy. Technically, I have a busy uh two weeks, a week and a half. But... Well, we'll just you know we'll ping you on it but yeah. um okay okay <laughs> maybe patreon subscribers could see it I'll, I'll i will put this out there now that it'll be recorded in, on the air is that i will be trying to working a lot harder because i've been putting a lot of effort into also learning some like video editing stuff um i'll put some a lot of effort into just trying to put out uh art my content and stuff so see where that comes that's a promise it goes I love it. Mm -hmm. To you, Patreon yep. subscribers. It's out there. I don't, I'm trying to figure out, okay, you know what? I'll do this. I can't promise how long it's going to take. But if we do like a poll, um, but it's like a random poll on Patreon or uh, anything that, uh, that people watch us on for comments and whatnot, um, then what scene? Ooh. Has to be Atlas, though. Mm. <laughs> actually no it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be alice actually but uh if it could be uh, just whatever scene that people want to have drawn out and i can't i'm not don't expect don't expect some like crazy five star van gogh type of stuff or whatnot but okay, uh, here's what's gonna happen though people are gonna say it draw the picture of atlas jumping out of the water and the, and the sun glistening and then <laughs> then they're gonna be like do 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 so we need that's a gonna be a challenge frame. just because that's gonna be a challenge just because i haven't done and truthfully um not really an excuse i just have not done any type of background art um or like scene art um so that's gonna definitely i can probably take a class on it um but it's gonna definitely be um my backgrounds are gonna be a little little uh, stretched i mean luckily with water and everything else it's more i just have to work on perspective but um depending on yeah, what everyone wants is like a scene whatever scene they want to be drawn out plus they'll get to see alice however he looks in my head <laughs> so on paper so four sorry i keep saying atlas i'm not trying to be biased but if anyone uh, i think you're all biased too, and that's okay yes <laughs> 
So from whenever, whenever when, when we do this, we can set like a, mm-hmm. whether six months or one year, but you best know that we will be counting down and giving Nathan a hard time. Yes. Until it's time. Oh yeah, I can't. I, I will promise that it cannot be about like more than a year. How about by like, the time the baby's born? No, that's not. That's not. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> too that's, not that's too quick. That, right. No, that's too quick. Too quick. Wrapping on and moving. Moving on. Um, You're trying to make me lose hair and age. Wait, can I just tell a funny story? So when we told Nathan I was pregnant, he had a very serious <laughs> reaction of like, "Oh, I've got to get my life together." Like he was, <laughs> he was the one who needed to figure things out, and not Isaac and I. <laughs> <laughs> and what did, what did we do after that? We played D&D. Yeah. So you saw how well we got our lives together. It was very funny. Um, yeah, I just want to be a bad, like, role model. Yeah. I don't want them to be... I don't want them to get to a certain age and just be like... Oh. Because then they're going to learn... They're going to learn quick. I already know. They're going to be, like, smart. Like, they're going to be smart. So it's just going to basically be, like... I don't want them to get to a certain age... And then just look at me and be like, oh, he's a bum. That kind of thing. You <laughs> this know? was the exact like, conversation. He's we... a straight bum. So I just, <laughs> like, I just, I'm I need, I need the kid, I need the child to look at me and be like, oh, obviously I'm not trying to take from anyone's thunder from mom and dad, but I want them to look at me and be like, you know what? That's a, that's a path I could follow. Okay. Kind of thing. What's not... just so funny about this is this is the conversation that like a parent should be having, but you're like, <laughs> Isaac's best friend brother having this conversation. It's good. You surround. I, yeah, I can't have them looking at me and just being like, "Oh, he's a bum kind of thing." So I just, I just, yeah, yeah. It's good. You know, I think it's good because you want to surround yourselves with people who pursue excellence. Yeah. So yeah, I'm okay with that. I love um, it. Yeah, but I don't want to, yeah, to have bad role model or whatnot. And obviously, his parents are gonna be great, so I don't want the. Or his, his or her, sorry. But basically, I don't want the, the baby to have, like, a bad role model from me when their parents are so good. I love it. So it's it. just like, yeah. The, yeah. The sh- I gotta figure some stuff out. But. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, so, I, I, I personally have, I think, two more questions. If you guys have more, we can you can throw them in. Nope. But we're starting to get a little bit long here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me hear them. Well, this one specifically is for Atlas. Um, oh, okay. And I guess this one's more for you as Nathan playing Atlas. But um, what were your thoughts when you went to the Weapon Master and got the G? Um, because I, I kind of want to know your thoughts in terms of like in story, but also from a mechanics of building your character background because like for no i don't know how many people have picked this up but like uh nathan always talks about like ah, oh, my world role playing's not that good and i'm like no no your role playing's fine like you represent a lot of people that play that role play exactly the same way you do but one of the things you add to the game more than anyone else is you really figure out like the mechanics of your character what you want to do and and build all these like hypotheticals so yeah, kind of. I, I want to know what your thoughts were about getting that the G, which is a pole arm, like that has kind of like a lunar blade on the top. Um. So, uh, just for starters, uh, going to the weapons shop, it was pretty cool. Because honestly, before we did that um, whole episode, we haven't really done like a market episode, like a let's go shopping 
mm -hmm. uh, type of thing. Um, so that was honestly fantastic. Like, honestly, that was just really cool because it's just awesome to see when you got money, you know. <laughs> um, it's really cool to kind of see, like, what's available and, like, what's out there, especially for different regions and stuff. Like, honestly, as a player, too, I think it would be awesome to do, like, even if I'm not balling at the time, um, is that when it, like whatever different new locations we go to, like just visiting shops and stuff, just because you never know what you'll find at like random locations or anything. Um, but no, it was really cool because I love. Don't get me wrong, I love um, like lightsabers and um, the cool plasma guns and all this other stuff. Like it's it's fantastic. I love it, but there's also a part of me that just. Well, perfect example is like with Atlas is like more of a primal um, urge or like uh, motivation or I can't really figure out the right word, but it's fine. Is that the blade or like the G it was really cool to have one because I've kind of like Isaac said, I, I try not to metagame in a sense, but I definitely try to make sure my character fits whatever they're doing and they do it well. Um, so especially with atlas it says obviously he's very strength based he's very get into the heat of battle and cut things or beat things to shreds kind of thing it's not he's not finesse or um super smart with his tat i mean he is smart combat wise mm -hmm. um I've, i could definitely push that um because that's why if for the the hard stat critics out there that's why his wisdom is okay and that he, I use that as more of a sense. It's like, okay, he's been his experience has given him this knowledge, mm -hmm. um, but he's not obviously smart with a bunch of tech and all this other stuff. He leaves that to his engineer and other people. Yeah. Um. But with the weapon, it's pretty cool of a mechanics in a sense because it is a it is a pull arm. So everyone knows the classic uh, pull arm master, uh, great weapon master, and even do sentinel if you want to squeeze that in there. You once you get to like level twelve. So, to where uh and that's like a lot of like um yeah. heavier damage and then like control right yeah a lot of control a lot of versatility uh well great weapon master is just damage um Laura master because let's adds a little extra damage also and i think so a little bit more versatility with some stuff and the sentinel is like a defensive no one gets no one's getting away from me kind of thing um and just cut up everybody uh, there's different, de definitely a different, a lot of different types of things people can do, but yeah, with Atlas, I'm definitely been trying to theorycraft um, and looking up a bunch of videos on like what, especially too with the story, kind of like what's happened, what is Atlas gonna be, what's gonna take him, what's he gonna do, um, and the G is really cool too because I just love it because it's like I like to picture a lot of things in my head, so it's just he has this, yeah, this crescent moon blade on. Um, on this whole arm and then he's obviously when he turns into his bestial form he kind of goes like hunched over and kind of crazy and uh i can just picture him like flying across like landscapes or the maps and stuff and just cutting through people like it's nothing yeah that's a cool um that's a cool visual it's um oh, what was that do you remember that video game that um you it was like based in like either China or something like that, and you played as like these generals in the Chinese armor uh, armies and like Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, kind of yeah. little Dynasty Warrior esque in a way. Yeah, 
that's kind of like two where kind of because it's also it's just sick to have like I, i'm i admit i'm a huge fan of like spears um weirdly enough like for weapons i've always been like a i love like characters that have spears or like spear spear wielding characters obviously it's not like it's not a spear but it's a pole arm in a sense mm -hmm. and it's just pretty cool to see or a picture in my head like yeah him just wading through like crowds and stuff and then him and his like beast form and whatnot just jumping around or like flying around and stuff mm -hmm. there's a lot of different images in my head i mean spears were, are super cool they're one of my favorite weapons um historically because they are the weapon that was most commonly taught to um armies it's it's the common man's weapon uh but it it's also one of the most effective weapons this is they're awesome so cool yeah, it was kind of, it was fun, like having talked to you about um, some of the things you want to do with that and like uh, seeding that in there as an option for you to get. And I was pretty happy that you ended up working with that. And it ended up when I was working on like the, the skinning of what it looked like and the type of weapon, it all seemed to just kind of come together. So, yeah, it looks. Yeah, good. it's really cool. I like it, especially too with like the Kashin and whatnot. Um, and they're like their culture. It definitely i feel like yeah it was just like it's like a perfect fit i'm obviously just as a player super happy that um it was a poor because i kind of i admit i kind of kept pushing i because after i i was i wasn't trying to show up but when i got that hammer i was so bummed because it's like <laughs> no more axe no more d12 i was like i was i mean it was cool and all but i was just like oh like atlas just like tear scenes of shreds like he's just a sharp dude man but uh it yeah it, no i think it was just uh it's really cool i can't wait to get to like a jewelry crafter like maybe when we get back to base or um after the mission's complete and whatnot like try to get that gem implanted into the weapon we shall see it'll be pretty Need dope money. Yeah, we'll see um okay M oh yeah <laughs> money uh <laughs> i don't have any more yeah, but, 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 <sighs> yeah we'll, we'll let people find out what happens with that it's pretty funny um my last question is, uh, I think it would be terrible of us not to bring this up, but very first impressions of Artixis. My first impression was someone to kill, obviously. No, I'm joking. Um, no, you're not. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> well, he did seem like a problem initially. Mm -hmm. And... Ray's all about taking care of problems. She's a humanitarian, really. <laughs> That's um, awesome. On yep, the other hand, exactly. He, I think, like like um, Atlas tends to think of characters. I saw him as really useful. Um, like once we started interacting with him, I was like, oh, he's someone or something to use. Um, especially his um, his pet. What's the Lizard's uh name. bartholomew bartholomew um yeah so i think i really enjoyed him and i think he was just i mean and keep in mind so far all all our audience knows about it is um that you guys have really kind of just met him and saw like what bartholomew captured yeah and i think eris is just so good at playing he's played or she's played so much so i think it um yeah, it was just fun to play with her and get to experience that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
from Atlas's perspective with Artixis, yeah, he kind of also saw, he's trying to read whether or not he was lying to them or not, um, for destroying things or whatnot, if he had a different agenda. Um, other than that, though, he... Artixis was an interesting character in the sense that he's a tinkerer, so Atlas actually didn't get too aggressive with him because it kind of reminds him of, like, his engineer and also, like, the head scientist, kind of, so... Mm-hmm. Is that not not really maybe personality wise, um, but more just like the tech brain kind of in a sense. They kind of just probably more the scientist than the engineer, but like it's more of that just kind of tinkering mentality in a sense. Mm-hmm. So kind of reminds him of that. So he obviously has a little bit more patience, knowing that he's not going to get a straight answer right away sometimes. Um, mm. But um, Artixis was definitely an interesting character. Uh, definitely wanted, like, could see potential of using him in a sense. Uh, kind of like Courtney said, yeah, Alice is just kind of seeing what type of tool he could be used for. Um, gotta basically get all his tools for the tool shed, but it's just that I just imagine people lined up in a tool shed, hung, yeah, hung up on, yeah, hung up on their <laughs> ready to turn on, on their hooks. <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta grab the right one for the right day. That's dark. (laughs) Oh, that's so dark. (laughs) The Uh, Empire of Atlas. (laughs) But no, he was definitely an interesting character. Um, It's kind of cool. It will be cool to see kind of where events take him. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really. I thought it was really fun, and uh, yeah, I'm excited as uh the new stuff continues coming out um but unless you guys have something anything else i think that you know we're getting pretty pretty long here so we probably should yeah wrap it up and save all our secrets for another time <laughs> yeah you think? definitely yeah. yeah sounds good all righty guys thank you for listening to this episode of starlight um and we will see you next month in december have a happy thanksgiving and um yeah See you later, Spacers. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, Spacers.